Hello and welcome to the final whistle. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Kenzie Benali. And tonight Southampton lose 1-0 at home to Nottingham Forest in the Premier League. And here to discuss all of the action through the match, we have Dean Hammond and Adrian Kajumba. Dean, we'll come to you first. How do you summarise a game like that? Tough, tough, Steve. I mean, it's a game that um, we spoke about before the, before the game, how important it was. Um, and it's a game that you wouldn't want to lose. Um, unfortunately, we're on the wrong end of that tonight. And you probably want to walk off the pitch thinking we haven't performed tonight, but we've come away with a nil-nil draw. Um, but to lose the game with uh, an individual error um, is disappointing. Again, look, there's a lot of effort from the players. There's a lot of endeavour. They're trying. It's just Southampton are in a difficult period. The, the chance early on for Shea, is probably typical of that, um, probably overthinks the finish, thinks too much about the finish. It doesn't look instinctive. He probably has too much time. But if, if he scores that, is it a different game potentially? Um, again, not many other opportunities created in the game. So that will be a disappointment for the players and, and, and Nathan. Um, so, yeah, a, t- a tough, a tough, a tough night, uh, I'd say. But look, it's a young Southampton team. Um, and they're trying. It's just difficult at the moment. And when results are going against you, it's it's really difficult. I've been there as a player. I, I have many a times in in my career, and it's it's really challenging. It is, and we don't have too many experienced players within the group, within the squad, to really lean on. So the younger players are going to have to learn very quickly, and they're going to have to lean on each other lean on the manager, and I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will pull together and collectively they will get this right. I believe in this group. I believe in this players because they've proved they can do it. But on tonight's performance, sometimes you just have to accept that um, Southampton weren't at their best tonight and Nottingham Forest came with a game plan. That they were very diligent. They, they worked very hard. Defensively, they looked pretty strong. Um, we spoke before the game the amount of goals they conceded this season. Um, so, that, again, it will be the disappointment that Dean Henderson didn't really have a save to, to, to make tonight. A couple of crosses, a couple of catches. Um, so, frustration all round. Um, but, look, the gap's not massive. We sit bottom in the league, but there's a long way to go in this season. So, look, we've got to stick together. Everyone that's involved with Southampton, stick together. Get the best out of this group. The January window is open. Can the club invest and improve the squad and help the squad? Because there's some talent within this group. They just maybe need a little bit of help. And I think that was an example of that tonight. Yeah, indeed. A frustrating night, Adrian. And and certainly not the start to life as manager that Nathan Jones would have envisaged. No, no, it's been been very difficult. He he came into a a difficult situation, obviously, with how things ended uh, with with Ralph. And obviously, tried to. that's a situation he inherited. And he's got to try and pick it up and turn it around. Um, obviously, that you know goes to Liverpool. You got the big gap. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Um, I guess it depends. You know, you find out how how teams use that and how they they made the most of that time off. But it's been it's been very difficult, and I think that's kind of one of the words. You know, Dean something up very well there, and just very difficult all, all, all round. I suppose you know, it's a difficult game to to watch. Even um, you know, not far far from the ideal sort of result. Difficult to create chances difficult atmosphere to play in with everything that's going on at the moment. So it's a very, very tough night, tough watch, and that'll be not the outcome that, that we wanted. 
Well, before we get into more detail on the game, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solon. Welcome to St Mary's for a huge night in the 2022-2023 season for Southampton. Now lifted over the top from Walker-Peters, that's terrific. Adams in the box! Oh, he's fired it wide! It's another golden, golden chance for Shea Adams. A win you plays it infield. Dummy from Morgan gives White. False shot, but falls for Johnson. And he's hit the bar. It's a massive let off for Saints. Now Saints are getting away, and it's the sudden mistake. And Johnson's paint's got him away down the right. Lavi is trying to get back. He should square it. A win you should score. A win he does score. And Saints are behind him and given the ball up in their own half again. And the Atletico man plays a clever ball down the side to Gibbs White, hangs it back into the box. Header down from Ryan Yates. He's well, well wide. But again, Saints just guilty of standing and watching Forrest play a bit. 47th minute and it's still 1-0 Forrest, of course. Achilleta Sar gets caught on the ball and a one he's got it. Tries to loft it over Bazunu, but only sends it into the Forrest fans. 49th minute, here comes the outswinger from Ward Prowse. Going to land near the edge of the six-yard box. It comes off Achilleta Sar, but bounces off the top of his head and behind into a number of empty seats in the chapel end there behind the goal. Armstrong, good ball, pushes it to Walker-Peters in the box. Got the defender backtracking, low cross, blocked, corner Saints. Late chance here, 87 minutes gone. We said set-pieces look like their only hope and they've got one. Here comes Ward-Prowse, right-footed towards Elianusi. It hangs, it goes well wide. It drops and that is it. Those boos tell you everything you need to know. Dean, if you can, could you uh, kick us off by talking us through the Forest goal? Well, it's 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 unfortunate, Kenzie, because uh, Lianco's trying to do the right thing. He's trying to play out from the back. He's trying to find a pass. Um, it comes from Southampton actually having control of the ball and having possession. It comes into to James Will Prowse, who just tries to play a little bit of a bounce pass with Lianco. Could you? Ask James or Prowse to maybe be a little bit more aware. Could he be on the half term? Could he be aware that there's a little bit more space to his right-hand side? So could he get himself turned around and not have to play backwards? Possibly. But again, it's difficult and it's easy for me to say that from here. Dianco, could he be have a, little, a few more pitches in his head if, if the ball's going to come back? Can I play two-touch? Can I get the ball wide? Where are my options? Again, potentially, but it, it happens quickly. Give credit to Nottingham Forest. They pressed pretty, really well in that first half and tried to jump on Southampton at every opportunity to the, win the ball back. And from the moment, you know, Johnson just, uh, once he'd received the ball, Salas, who's a little bit off balance, he knows he can't bring him down because he'd be sent off. So they get in a foot race. Johnson's just quicker than him. He gets pushed wide, so he can't have a strike at himself. And then it's really a race between the striker and, and James Ward-Prowse and Unfortunately, the strike is just a little bit quicker, a bit more powerful. It's it's a very good pullback, and he just puts it into an empty net. So it's that unforced error again, and the small detail and the individual errors, really, that, that there's cost. But I won't blame Lianco. It's a collective effort from, from the team. There's many moments within that goal that things could have been different or done differently. Uh, and we were speaking a minute ago, when your confidence is low as a, as a team, as a collective you just hesitate a little bit and you you overthink things. And when you do that, you tend to make a few more mistakes because you, you're trying to be perfect. You're trying to get everything right and things are not quite flowing. 
because there's a there's a little bit of fear in you. That's a natural instinct as a human being, and 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 you could see that a little bit in that goal where we were trying to force it. We would think that we need to be one up. We need to get in this game. We need to be winning this game. We're actually at the moment it's nil nil. It's very finely balanced, and it's just an individual mistake. But look, credit to Nottingham Forest. They broke. They scored a good counter attacking goal, and from that moment, it's very difficult for Southampton. Yeah, there were two other big chances in that first period, Adrian. Uh, Nottingham Forest hitting the bar and then Shea Adams getting through on goal and missing the target. Did, does that demonstrate the struggles that both of these sides are having at the moment? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if you if you look at probably the, the number of chances over the course of the whole game, there, there obviously weren't too many, which which points to, to a lack of confidence, a lack of creativity uh, in both sides. When you look at the final result, Forest will be... A lot, you know, be bothered about that a lot less because they managed to get the one goal. Um, but equally, you still saw it in uh, the sort of opportunities that they did have. Alvin Lee had a couple sort of sides of goal. And obviously, there's a chance from Brennan Johnson that you mentioned there. Alvin Lee had a, had a sort of good battle, he, him and uh, Bella Kochat before. Obviously, Armel came off, which looked um, painful um, and, and maybe concerning when, when somebody has to come off the way he felt um, as a... Uh, you know, come off as early as he did, but you know he was having the battle with, with Ben Akosha, and he got the better of him down the left. Plays the ball across as a dummy. Comes to Brendan Johnson, hits the bar with with a chance where he would certainly be expecting to maybe test with Gavin Bazuna if not score. Um, and sort of going back to what Dean was saying about confidence, that it's really sort of on a knife edge when you're um, where and, and when things are how they are with Southampton at the moment because. That Shea Adams' chances in the seventh minute, if he if he scores that and saves it off to the sort of perfect start, it just kind of lifts any of the the nerves maybe that they come into the game with. But but when you get such a clear chance like that, you miss it. I don't know, maybe he's turning and looking to the linesman and hoping he's going to bail him out and have his flag up, but he's not. And then you realise it's a missed chance. And then you know it just it just sort of adds to the nerves, as I said, that it was the start of the game with, and and it kind of just snowballs from there. You shoot themselves in the foot with a goal that they concede and yes that's another another tough night well Dean Southampton saw a lot of ball in the second half but they really didn't create anything of note we've spoken about that lack of confidence but what else do you put that down to is it creativity tactics how do you assess that I would probably suggest Kenzie it's a little bit of everything um, when you're chasing a game it's difficult Nottingham Forest had a, a good shape um, and were determined to hold on to, to the lead and defended pretty well tonight, unexpectedly well, to, to, to be honest. Um, but I was a lot looking at the game and I was, I was trying to work it out myself. And it just looked between the units, there was, there was quite a large space, quite a big gap between, say, the defenders to the midfield to the strikers. So it was very difficult to get combinations to, for players to link. There was too much ground to, to make up. We went reasonably direct early on in the game, which Shea Adams' chance came from. And then we tried to play a little bit more. Um, but what I mean is, for example, when Cole Peters was getting the ball, he was he was on his own, really. And he was having to maybe take one player on or two players on. And if he checked back, it was a cross for James Ward-Prowse, which is really, really effective. But most teams are probably aware of that now and probably encouraging it because they, they can defend their box, especially Nottingham Forest with, with the centre-halves they've got. And it comes back to that, as a player, am I brave enough to take a situation on? Am I brave enough to take the responsibility of a shot? 
of taking someone on losing the ball. It's very easy to do when you're winning every week and you're 2-0 up. Everyone wants the ball. But it's that bravery when you know if I take a strike, there may be a reaction from my teammates, from the manager, from the crowd that's a little bit negative. And that's why I think the experience, that's when experienced players come in because they've been through those situations. They've experienced it themselves before um, and they're willing to take that break. But for younger players, it's difficult. It, it really, really is. So I just think it was a too big a gap and it was a lack of combinations. We've seen it before when Stuart Armstrong's played and he, he, he hovers around the centre of the field and he'll play the ball around the corner into Shea Adams. There'd be a run from James or Prowse or the ball will go wide to Cole Capitas, who is in a one-on-one situation instead of him v two defenders and that's where you get your gap that's where you get your crossing or that's where you get a shot of goal and it just didn't quite happen tonight so difficult to take but I always like to give the, the winning team a little bit of credit and I thought Nottingham Forest defended very well today mm, well the uh, Premier League table makes for bleak viewing at the moment Adrian but I suppose a positive for Southampton is that the eight teams at the bottom are only separated by five points so there are quite a few teams amongst it yeah, that's correct. It's obviously Southampton, sadly, bottom of 12 points, but Leicester uh, in 13th on 17. So it is it is tight down there. And you see with, with Nottingham Forest getting one win and getting themselves out of the bottom three tonight. And, you know, there's obviously a long way to go in the season, but I think it's the psychology. You, you can get out of the bottom three when you're fighting relegation. I think you can feel like a platform. You can, you know, you're obviously fully aware of the situation you're in and what's behind you, but you can maybe also... So hard to think of, of what's ahead and, and try to try to climb places up the table. So that is something to to cling on to. Um, obviously, a little bit of a break now of a couple of up games, which which might be quite good. Maybe just to take the, the team and get the team out of this pressure situation. Obviously, the cup games have their own pressure, um, as Dean mentioned as well. There's, there's the January transfer window, um, and almost knowing maybe that you're not coming back to Premier League action and this fight for points for. 10 days or so, maybe the club could do something there which can sort of help them maybe bring in some, some firepower up front, uh, some attacking options that to maybe be ready for when they return to Premier League action. Well, let's hear from Nathan Jones now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Uh, we started really well, front-footed. We wanted to get that first chance, got a glorious chance, didn't take it. Uh, didn't really have many problems, really, apart from counter-attacks. And then, and then we gifted them a goal, which really created a poor mood here and, and stuff but we kept trying to chase it we kept trying to move the ball kept trying to create stuff and we had enough opportunities in and around the box to to have created certain things but we didn't and then it's what cost us in the end it's fine margins isn't it sometimes does that kind of sum up how things have been going for you that first half where you could be one nil up and then one mistake and you find yourself one nil down but we just got to be better we've got to demonstrate that we've got to you know we've got to take a chance give ourselves an opportunity then sides have to come out and then space opens up and then you can be, be a better football team but look at the minute the Premier League is brutal and you get punished for, for mistakes you make and at the minute we are getting punished for absolutely every mistake we make but we are still making mistakes in, in, in the game we need to keep clean sheets we need to show a little bit more bravery in the final third and then we can become a better team well, Adrian just mentioned there, Dean, two cup matches up next. Could this be useful for, for Nathan Jones, where we have two games where points aren't at stake? Yes, Kenzie. Yeah, I think so. I think it can be a welcome distraction from, from the Premier League, the welcome pressure of um, the reality of sitting bottom of, of the Premier League. So it's, it's an FA Cup game. Um, we know traditionally Southampton over the last couple of seasons have done well in the FA Cup. 
and then it's the, the League Cup. Look, the difficult fixtures, they're, they're not easy, um, especially the, the Man City one. But look, stranger things have happened. Southampton could go into both those games and win both games. You know, it's the cup competition, a different approach. But again, I'd like to see again, I'd like to see Nathan use the games and really try and continue to implement what he wants from the players. I think that's the biggest thing. Look, the most important game is the, the Everton game coming up. So how efficiently and effective can we use these two games? Is that rotating the squad again? You know, because Nathan will still be learning about his players. Is it changing the formation again to, to work on what he wants? I hear Nathan say that he knows what formation he wants to play. I would like to see that, and I would like to see that a little bit more consistent. Um, but look, he'll be learning about himself as a manager. He's still a young manager, and he's been successful in his managerial career. And that's not by fluke. That's by hard work and him being a good coach and a good manager and having a good team around him. So... And again, these players are good players. They're Premier League players. They've won games in the Premier League. So they're good players. They just need to help each other and pull together. And this is an opportunity over the next two games to be able to try and do that. Well, our next Premier League fixture is in 10 days' time away at Everton. They're 18th in the table, Adrian, having just lost 4-1 to Brighton. What do you make of them at the moment? Well, they're obviously having um, a tough time as well. Um, I think the, maybe the big question in terms of that game and Everton right now is, will Frank Lampard be in charge by the time um, Southampton head up there? And, you know, in some ways, when you, when we talk about the, the, the environment, the atmosphere, Southampton are playing in at the moment at St Mary's, maybe you hope that he is because it's, it's going to be difficult for Everton uh, playing in Goodison Park with what's going on there at the moment because you, know, you, see, you see what it was like there last night against, against Brighton. So, you know... Another huge game like tonight against one of the one of your rivals down there, which is which is what it will be for, for Southampton. And as I said, will, will Frank Lampard be in charge? I think that that you know for Everton, that's that's a big thing. A manager managerial change for them maybe could could really shift their momentum and, and change the picture for them. So we'll have to see what happens um, at Goodison Park over the next ten days. Yes, indeed. Well, Adrian, Dean, thanks ever so much for your company and analysis as always. Always great to see you both. And thank you to the fans for tuning in and joining us this evening. As we mentioned, our next Saints Live will be on Saturday, the 14th of January, when we travel to take on Everton. That's a three o'clock kickoff, so we'll be live from 1.45. We'll see you then. Take care.